So regardless, whether we're at home or on the road, it's going to be a battle. You know, they're a really good team. They're a well-coached team. They're not going to lay down. So, you know, we got to come in and handle business on TV. Yeah, clearly you didn't watch the game tonight. <laughs> this is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. Weekend of TV. I didn't watch as much of the PGA Championship as I would have liked to, but the NBA playoffs were great. They've been great. Even though these series aren't competitive, they are compelling. Don't you think so? Like, I like that the Nuggets look like a juggernaut. I wish the Lakers would have won some of these games to make it a more interesting competitive series, but I'm compelled by the idea of this Nuggets team going to the finals. I feel like they are a championship level team. All right, even if they sweep the Lakers and the conference finals aren't great, I feel like we're getting a good contender in the finals. The Heat Celtics series, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what to say. The Heat are legit. It looks like they're going to advance and play the Nuggets. I'm compelled by that. That's interesting. I'm ready for that, even though the finals won't start for like a week and a half. If both of these series end in four, we have like a week and a half off. It's going to be like the Super Bowl where we have a bunch of time to prep and preview and we're all going to get sick of the matchup before the matchup even starts. That's the best. I didn't watch as much golf this weekend as I would have liked a little bit yesterday when I was driving back into lacrosse after being out of town for the weekend. I did watch Succession last night. It's the first time I've watched on a Sunday night in a couple of weeks. I've been pushing until Monday morning or Tuesday. Oh, no, no, no. I was watching last night. It was incredible. Tonight, I feel a little bit like Uncle Ewan going to the podium to give the eulogy about the certain someone who I don't really love, but I got to talk about him. That's me. That's me coming to the podium, coming to the microphone tonight to talk about the Boston Celtics who laid down last night. I, I, I feel like Uncle Ewan. And if you watched Succession last night, the last two weeks have been awesome. There's been a big election. There's been a big funeral. It's been awesome. So I think I checked like eight of the 10 TV boxes this weekend. Got all the basketball, got all the brewers, missed out a little bit of golf. I got succession. I'm going to watch the latest Barry tonight. Then I feel like I'll be 100% caught up. Awesome weekend. And I got outside in a little, well, enjoyed, enjoyed the sunshine. Got some physical activity in too. Hope you had a great weekend. My name is Grant Bills. This is the Wisco Sports Show. A lot to get to tonight. Uh, which I try not to say is a cliche because some nights we don't have a lot to get to. Some nights it's like, well, the Brewers lost two or three and looked really boring. That's basically all we have to discuss. Tonight we we actually do have a lot to get to. I want to talk Packers OTAs in the second hour. What are we looking for? What are we interested in? Because this OTA is going to feel different. For the first time in a couple of years, we are going to have discussions this week that aren't, should Aaron Rodgers be here? Right? That's how he spent the preseason. Should Aaron Rodgers play in preseason games? And every year when OTAs comes around, it's, should Aaron Rodgers be at OTAs? Well, now Aaron Rodgers isn't a member of the Packers anymore. we got to find something different to talk about. So I have a list of things that I'm watching and interested in upcoming at OTAs. That's getting started this week for the Packers. Same with a lot of the teams around the NFL. So we'll get to that in hour number two. I want to get to the Brewers in about a half hour. And at the very end of the show, oh, a real treat. A real treat. I today sat down, and uh, not to give too much away, but I sat down and put together the perfect Wisconsin road trip come fall. So when 
starts getting a little cooler and the leaves start turning pretty and we're maybe going up north for the last time, I got gotcha. you. I've, I've put together the perfect Wisconsin road trip. I tweeted out the pictures at Wisco Grant. Uh, if you're not going to be able to listen later on in the show, maybe you're only, you know, got a couple minutes. You can always find it in the podcast, and I tweeted out the picture of the map. Uh, I want to keep a little suspense. That's coming up, I don't know, 545, somewhere around there. 608-796-2558. Text and call the show. You can tweet me always at Wisco Grant. A little bit of a PSA before we begin tonight's show. I've really enjoyed the the show for the last two weeks or so. It's been fun. A lot of caller interaction. We're getting bets every Friday from Big Ron in Jersey. Two for two with his picks on Friday, by the way, with hockey and with the Heat to cover. The Heat won outright in Boston on Friday night. So props to Big Ron in, in New Jersey. We've been hearing from Tony in Texas and Cone Roller. And Dave from Monona has, has been reborn as Dr. D. It's been great. The caller interaction has been great. We've had some feuds, some random topics. And tonight we'll have plenty of time for that. However, however, to quote Stephen A. Smith, however, uh, I've been hearing some chatter uh, and hearing some buzz that maybe Grant has lost his fastball a little bit. Oh, Grant's, Grant's relying on callers a little bit too much to carry the show. Grant's maybe not putting the work in, not doing the prep, not writing out his takes. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I'm going to show you right now. I can still lead a show with that cowherd-style lead as good as anybody. My fastball, I'm not Eric Lauer, who went on the injured list today. His velocity's been dropping. Oh, no, no, I still got 99. All right, and actually, I'm going to click options, quit. I'm going to close the phone down for the first 20 minutes of the show. So I have some things I want to get off my chest. As sports fans, we get so much smarter every year. We get so much smarter every single year, every cycle we go through, right? So just let's think of the NBA because that's where I want to start tonight. We have the offseason that includes free agency, the draft, then we go into the season, October, December, We're not really all in on the season because we're paying attention to the NFL or maybe late season baseball or whatever. We start nearing the trade deadline. Oh, trade deadline, NBA, all-star break, right? Seeding, what what matters in the seeding? Then we go into the the postseason, right? We watch the NBA cycle from the beginning of the offseason to the end of the NBA finals. And we go through that every year. And every cycle we go through, we learn so much, so much. Our brains are incredible, okay? Have you ever tried to, for example learn an instrument, or learn a new skill from scratch, right? Our brains are amazing. If you've ever tried to learn an instrument, you know what I'm talking about. If you, for example, were to pick up a guitar for the first time, and it's like, I want to learn two or three chords, give it 10 minutes. And 10 minutes in, you're still going to suck a guitar, but you will be, your fingers and your brain will have figured so much out in just 10 minutes. It's amazing how fast our brains pick up on things and how quickly we learn and observe, right? So it's, of course, the case with sports as well. For example, and this is always the example I use, Saquon Barkley went, I think, fourth overall in the draft in 2018, just five years ago. Just five years ago, Saquon Barkley went top five in the draft. Now, this year, two running backs went in the top ten. One was B. John Robinson, who was the stupid good prospect, went to a team where we all kind of thought, okay, makes sense. Jameer Gibbs to the Lions, everybody killed him for that. Everybody's killing the Chiefs still for that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire pick. That was at the end of the first round. They just won a Super Bowl. So think of how much the discourse and and how much our draft knowledge has improved just in the last five years. It's wild how quickly we learn and evolve as sports fans. Think of our Bucks. okay? Our Bucks have been high-level contenders for five years now. 2018-2019, 2019-2020, 2020-21. See, they won the title. 22-23. 
21-22, last year lost to the Celtics, and this year, 22-23, they lost in the first round of the Heat. Five years, five cycles we've gone through with our team as a contender, a top seed with an MVP player in Giannis. We've gone through this now five times. That's a lot. We've learned a lot along the way. Think if you could go back and talk to yourself in 2018-2019 when the Bucks were the one seed, first year under Mike Budenholzer, they were looking unstoppable. They were looking bulletproof. Now, I would go back in time and tell myself, and I believe I was 2018-2019, a sophomore? I think I was a sophomore in college. I'd go back and say, Grant, this is fun and all, but look at the players here. Giannis can't shoot. Eric Bledsoe can't shoot. How's that going to work? When things get tight in the playoffs, they play good defense. Court's going to get tight. There's not going to be a lot of spacing. That could be a problem, and it was. And at the time, it's not something we thought about. I never considered, well, Eric Bledsoe, he he can't shoot, and Giannis can't shoot, but they'll figure it out. I, I mean, I was oblivious. Go back and tell yourself now, going into the bubble, what we know now. We've learned so much, so much in five years. And we're going to be way smarter next year at this time and the year after and the year after and the year after. I'm an idiot right now as a sports fan compared to where I will be in a year or two years from now. And there's something that I've been seeing all season that over time I've kind of learned to discount. Maybe a couple of years ago I'd buy into this. Hell, maybe a couple months ago I would buy into this. But I don't really buy into it now. Last night, the Celtics lose to the Heat. They completely let go of the rope. You ever been water skiing? And you're doing it for a little bit, and you're like, oh, this is fun, but then your back starts to tighten up, and you're like, oh, I haven't done this in a long time, and my back hurts. You know how good it feels to let go of the rope? Oh, just sink into the water. That's why I think it's such a great analogy in sports. Let go of the rope. Oh, just sit. Oh, take the pressure off my back. You know, sink into the water slowly. I'm not wiping out. It's not this brutal finish. Just let go of the rope. Sink. Celtics let go of the rope last night. They lose by 26 points. And their starters really don't play in the fourth quarter. And I saw all these tweets last night and and similar comments from NBA pundits and reporters and everybody who comments on the league who has any sort of leg to stand on, any sort of uh, credibility at all. Saw this tweet last night from Gary Washburn. Works for the Boston Globe, covers basketball, and, and, you know, most specifically the Celtics because he's in Boston. He tweeted this during the postgame press conference, 10.27 p.m. Jalen Brown is biting his tongue from telling the truth. You can tell he has a lot on his mind. There's some real issues in that locker room. Hashtag Celtics. Hashtag Heat. Now, I quote tweeted this last night, but if you don't follow me or maybe you're not on Twitter, this is a type of sentiment you hear all the time. Right? Team has a bad loss. Things aren't going well for a team. Oh, the locker room. I'm hearing, I'm hearing bad things. Right? There's a lot going on. There's issues in the locker room, issues in that organization. As Gary Washburn says, Jalen Brown... Biting his tongue, you can tell he has a lot on his mind. There are real issues in that locker room. I'm not in that locker room. I don't even work in the NBA media, quote-unquote. I'm not even sure. Is this media? I don't think this counts as media. I even know what's wrong with the Celtics locker room. I've never even been to Boston. I can tell you what's wrong with the Celtics locker room. They're down 0-3 in the conference finals to an 8 seed. That's what's wrong. And I, I, I was so mad about this before I went to bed last night. I could have gone on air. Most of the time, the locker room, a locker room in sports, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, most of the time, the locker room vibe is a product of wins and losses, not the other way around. 
right? If you hear, oh, the Brewers locker room is a little awkward in there right now. Oh, are they on a losing streak? Oh, okay. Well, that's probably why. Or if the Packers have lost four or five. Oh, Matt LaFleur, a little snippy at the podium. Oh, is there turmoil in the Packers? Of course there's turmoil. They've lost four or five. When teams lose, the locker room sours. Teams typically don't lose because of a sour locker room. They're obviously outliers. One player punches another. One player sleeps with another player's wife. Stuff like that, right? But NBA pundits, oh, I love drama. Oh, this team is losing because one player hates another player. He's upset about his contract. He's upset about his role. No, 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 no. The team is annoyed and the team is unhappy with the situation because they're losing. Not the other way around. And this applies to the Bucs as well. I don't just want to talk about one random tweet about the Celtics last night from a Celtics reporter. Remember a couple of months ago when Bill Simmons made what was basically a throwaway comment in his podcast about the Bucks and their weirdness? I think he used the term weirdness. I could go back and find it. It was just a very small comment amidst a larger conversation. It was by no means the, the point of the podcast or the point of the conversation. He basically said, yeah, weird things coming out of Milwaukee. A lot of weirdness there. Awkward locker room drama, you know, buzzwords like that. Now, I don't have sources, sources, but, you know, I've been doing this job five, six years now, made some friends who work play, you know, and I'll just reach out. It's like, hey, what did you think of these comments? What did you think of that? Even if it's not sourced, just what is your opinion? What do you think? And you know what everyone told me when I reached out about that Bill Simmons quote? Of course, the locker room is unhappy. They're not winning right now. They're 500 over the last month. And the guy's injured, and, and they've lost some bad games. Of course the locker room is not thrilled, especially this Bucks team. They're a team of vets who won a title two years ago. This is not a team that, that is, is in it for the ride. They enjoy the ups and downs of maturing and learning the beautiful game of basketball with a rookie head coach or with youth. No, no, no. Chris Middleton is in his 30s. Brooke Lopez is in his 30s. Drew Holiday's been around the block. They've all won a title. Giannis has been there, done that. He's won two MVPs, a final MVP. He dropped 50 in a closeout game in the finals. Obviously, that's a locker room that's not going to be sunshine and rainbows when they've lost five of eight or when they're 500 over the last month. So to tie this back to my original point that I brought up, how we get smarter as sports fans. As time goes on, every year that we watch a team, every cycle that we go through from the beginning of the offseason to the championship, we learn so much. This is one thing that I want to remember from this season because Philly, Locker, oh, Harden and Doc Rivers, ooh, awkwardness, weirdness, drama. Bucks, uh, locker room, awkwardness, weirdness, drama. Same with the Celtics. Of course, those locker rooms aren't great. They've all lost. Teams don't like losing, players don't like losing. I want to learn that. I want that to be something that we learned this year and figured out this year. And I think it's especially a problem in the NBA because NBA writers love drama and they like thinking that there's a story behind the story. A lot of times the locker room isn't great because they're losing. And that's the case with the Boston Celtics right now. So I saw those comments. There's, there must be something going on. Well, I can tell you what's going on. I'm watching it on my TV. They lost. They suck right now. They're, they're down 0-3 as an overwhelming favorite to win the series. Oh, it's the locker room. So that's the Celtics half of this story. Celtics lost last night. All right, let's shift to this. Let's shift. Let's talk about the Heat. The eight seed that is up 3-0 and a game away from the finals. So I am shocked by what the Heat are doing, but I'm also not shocked at all. 
I, I think you can both be surprised and not surprised by this team. I think both can be true. And, you know, Cone Roller keeps accusing me of sitting the fence. I'm not sitting the fence with the Heat. I, I think it's okay to say I can't believe the Heat are doing this. But also, I'm not surprised at all that the Heat are doing this. Eight seeds don't go on runs in the NBA playoffs. If you remove the logos from all these teams, remove the players, remove the coaches, remove the roster, remove everything except for the record and the stats and the numbers that we had over an 82-game sample size. Oh, regular season doesn't matter. B.S., the regular season's 82 games of basketball. That's an 82-game sample size. That's a ton of data. That's a ton of knowledge that we accumulated over five, six months about all these teams. So you remove the logos, you remove the players, you remove everything. And you told me a couple months ago that an eight seed, an eight seed would get hot and knock out the one seed, win their, the, the second round, and then knock out the two seed in blowout fashion. I'd say, is there another pandemic? Do we have another one? That would that would honestly be my response. That would be my answer. What was it? Was it Ebola? Did they did that get cooking again? Did that that start becoming a thing again? Not to be insensitive. That would be my honest to goodness response. Is we must have shut the season down and they must be in a bubble again. Nope. Nope. It's just, it's a straight up eight seed with mid numbers. This Heat team was poor offensively. They were not a good shooting team. They were not good defensively. There's not really anything this Heat team did well. And I'm shocked that they're doing this, except I'm not shocked because they're the Heat. It, pandemic or the Miami Heat? The only way this happens. I guess it's Miami Heat. 2020, we got both. No wonder they went to the finals. This Heat team is all undrafted guys who can't shoot. Right? Their top three scorers last night were all on Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson, all undrafted guys. An undrafted free agent, Gabe Vincent, who I think had 29 last night. I could pull up the box score, but 29, 30, 28. It doesn't matter. He scored a lot. He scored more than Brown and Tatum combined. Both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were drafted third overall. Gabe Vincent cooking them in a conference finals game. This is shocking. But also, it's the Heat. So it's not shocking at all. I want to continue to talk about this game, but we got to take a break. Woefully late for a break. As our guy Bill Michaels would say, let's pause for three minutes, come back. I want to keep talking conference finals, get into the Brewers in a little bit. You're listening to the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills, and I hope you had just the best weekend. Watched a little playoff basketball, a little golf. Watched the Brewers. Uh, Eric Lauer is now hurt. That's just cool. So cool. We'll t- we'll talk Brewers here in ten or fifteen minutes. I wanted to start with last night. The Celtics are, I, I guess, losing the way I-, I thought the Celtics would lose the series in six or seven. That's what I thought. I, I thought the Celtics were going to mess around, blow some games they, they shouldn't have blown, and, and either win this game in six or seven or lose straight up. I did not expect them to start the series 0-3, and I have just about as low of an opinion as the Celtics as you can have. The Heat, and I said I'm, I'm not trying to ride the fence. Uh, I am both shocked by what they were doing and also not shocked at all. And I weirdly think both can be true. And, of course, Cone Roller is here, uh, who occasionally accuses me of sitting the fence. Cone, hello. Welcome to the show. 
Grant, happy Monday. I'll try to be as nice as possible, but oh, when when will we get binary bills? I'm sick of all this. Well, both can be true narrative. We need you to get a hot take and stick with it. So I guess let me explain myself. So the Heat did this in the bubble. The Heat were the four seed that year, right? And the Heat last year, they came within a buzzer beater of making the NBA Finals. They were the one seed last year. I respect the Heat and the attitude that they have and everything that they are. If you're not on board with the Heat after the last couple weeks, then you're just not watching, watching basketball. You don't know ball. Right. The difference is this year they were an eight seed and they almost didn't make the playoffs. Right. The last two years, they've been very respectable seeds. I guess that's why I'm, I'm still shocked by this, despite it being the heat. Yeah, but I think it just kind of goes back to the narrative all along that, you know, the regular season doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And this this core was this core was the same as it's been the last three years. Pretty much Jimmy Butler leading the charge. You got Bam. You got Duncan Robinson. You got Spo, who is now up there with the likes of Phil Jackson for whatever reason. Well, uh, we can have a different conversation about that. That that's the thing, though, is Duncan Robinson wasn't playing this year, and Kyle Lowry looked washed, and Kevin Love was cut by the Cavs. So the core was the same, but you know that players don't say the same from year to year. Guys fall in and out of favor with coaches. They find their shot. They lose their shot. And I, by the way, I am not willing to say that the regular season does not matter. That's eighty-two games. That's a large sample size to see how well you can shoot and how well you can defend. This Heat team literally metamorphosis, whatever the word is, when the postseason started, when round one started, they just literally became a different version of themselves. Yeah, and do you think this proves that Heat culture is real? Yes. Yeah, yeah. They believe it. They have that edge. They have that attitude. I, I, I think this postseason, Cone, just tells us how weak the rest of the Eastern Conference is. I thought the Bucks were a really mentally tough team. They crumbled in round one. And then the Celtics and the Sixers. I, I think the Heat just are so far above the rest of the East. Every All these teams are so soft. Yeah, I mean, Celtics yesterday, I, I haven't seen a worse performance in the, since the last time Dr. D called in. Oh, I like the Dr. D bit. I get a kick out of that. I hope he keeps doing it. I hope he's not able to write prescriptions. That's well, all I hope. <laughs> he can write. He can write uh, prescriptions of advice and mentorship, and probably borderline offensive political commentary. But hopefully, not actual medicine. Yes, I'm with you on that. It's all based in accountability, though, it which is. I respect about Doctor D. I, I do as well. Some breaking news: eight minutes ago, I think this is real. The Packers tweeted out that they are hosting the 2025 NFL Draft. At title town around ironic level. So this is this is what Packers fans have wanted. Are you going to go to this cone? I know you're not in Wisconsin, but is this something that you'd make the trip for? If I can get Lodge Kohler room <laughs> plus a dinner next to Demovsky with a bottle of red, I'm I'm there. Okay, that makes sense. That tracks. We can talk about the draft in a little bit. I'm going to let you go, Cone. I knew you were going to call me out for fence sitting. I appreciate it. You hold me accountable. That's where you and, and me and Dr. D, we all have common ground. This is a show built on accountability, so thank you for that. Yeah, and we'll see if the media today after the show and uh, Monday availability, you know, kind of holds you to that same level. Uh, but looking forward to that. Really, really looking forward to see what the lacrosse beat has uh, written up. I know it's not the New York media, but maybe they'll go a little hard on you today. Uh, I, I, Grant, have a great day. Yeah. But also just, you know, get, get some huevos and put your takes out there.
I'll stop Both running. Both can be true. Both can be true. All right. Thank you, Cohen. Appreciate you. I'll get some huevos. Both can be true. I'm not surprised that the Heat are surprising us. I'm a little surprised that they're doing it as an eight seed. We act like they did it in the bubble as this out-of-nowhere team. They were the four seed. The Bucks won a title as the three seed, right? The, the four, the three seed, those are respectable seeds, especially with the parity we're seeing now in the association, especially with the new collective bargaining agreement and, and what those new guidelines are going to do, which is going to suck, which we can talk about at some point when we don't have as much to talk about. You know, Cone asked, is heat culture real? Yeah, I think it's corny to call it heat culture, but it is obviously true. This team believes that they can win series that they maybe shouldn't win, whereas the Celtics and the Bucks seemingly believed that they couldn't win series that they should have won. Right. So I think there's two things going on with Heat culture. The Heat have this confidence and this swagger and this belief that I think is spearheaded by Jimmy Butler, but 100% embraced by everyone on that roster and embraced by Eric Spolstra. There's that. But I also think the rest of this conference is soft. The Celtics are soft. We knew that. We, we knew that after last year. This Celtics team took seven games to dispatch to the Heat. They took seven games to get rid of the Bucks, who didn't have Chris Middleton. And apparently they had the world's stupidest coach in Mike Budenholz. They're still able to get to seven games against the Celtics. Then they go up on the Warriors. They play themselves out of the finals because, as I said last year, whining, complaining about calls, not getting back on defense, mentally playing themselves out of games. We knew that the Celtics were soft. We knew that the Sixers were soft to some degree. James Harden, Joel Embiid, we, we just knew that to be true. And Doc Rivers has blown playoff series. So there was a pressure there. There was an uneasiness that I think followed the Sixers around. Some of those guys who had big playoff bugaboos we knew that about Philly. I thought the Bucs were tougher than this. I thought the Bucs had more of an edge. I thought the Bucs had, had more belief. I thought they had more, pardon me for saying this, dog in them. And they did not. That's been the biggest surprise of this postseason. Look, if the Bucks and the Heat went to seven games and the Heat shot the lights out of the ball and Jimmy Butler was unbelievable, okay, you tip your cap. The Heat turned into a really good team all of a sudden and they went tooth and nail with another really good team in six or seven games. Okay, the Bucks got rolled. They folded. They got scared in two of those games. I thought the Bucks were tougher than that. Bucks got to get tougher. Sixers have to try to get tougher. The Celtics lost all their toughness with Ime Udoka. The rest of the league should be looking at the Heat and just saying they they did it. They cracked the code. They're winning with undrafted guys like they're an NFL team. And I, I don't know that that's something that other teams can recreate. Other teams should prioritize toughness and attitude and belief. But I don't know that other teams can recreate what the Heat have. Very similarly, the you know other teams couldn't create what the Patriots had despite trying to hire every Patriots assistant and coach and and trying to set up Patriot culture, right, the Patriot way somewhere else. I just don't know if it's doable, and I don't know if it's doable with the Heat. However, basketball players of all ages, including players that are borderline guys in the NBA, should look at Miami and say, I can I can be a, a player, a contributor in this league as someone who's a little bit less talented, a little bit less heralded. Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent and Duncan Robinson weren't drafted. They, they weren't blue-chip prospects that went to Duke. They're not Victor Wembenyama. They're guys who worked and found a team that fits their personality, fits the way that they play, and they found a way to be useful. And I think the Heat should be more of an example and more of a roadmap for players who want to get into this league, more so than teams that are trying to build contenders. I think the Heat is is a great example of how 
not anyone, but you know what I mean. Anyone can turn themselves into a productive player. Go to a place where you fit. Jimmy Butler bounced around, finally found his home in Miami with an executive and a coach that, that matched the way that he wants to do things, the way that he plays. The Heat are a great example of fit and why fit matters in basketball. So if you're a player like Gabe Vincent or Duncan Robinson or hell, like Pat Connaughton is a good example too. Pat Connaughton was a player in Portland and he had been around and, and seemingly found a place that fit for him. Bobby Portis is a great example as well. Fit is important. We talk about it in the NFL, especially with quarterbacks. It's all about where the quarterback goes. What kind of coaching? What, what kind of infrastructure does that quarterback get? We say that in football all the time. We don't really talk about that with basketball. Maybe it's because so many of these you know, lottery picks in the top five, they're going to situations that are just such ass that, that it's understood. You're not going to a good situation. And when Benyama is going to be the outlier, you mean the guy that goes to the great situation. That never happens. Happens in the NFL where uh, sometimes a quarterback is drafted and you're like, wow, he's going to a great spot. He can learn for a year or he's got the perfect coach like Frank Wright in Carolina right now. Everyone believes that to be a great situation. That doesn't happen in the NBA. Players should be more intentional about trying to make it happen, especially if they're undrafted or if they're in free agency. Find a place that doesn't just pay you. Find a place that fits with your vibe, not to use a cliche, because all those guys in Miami have found the organization for them. I think other teams should try to find players that fit what they're trying to do and players to better themselves, to help themselves in their careers, look for teams that match. I think that's the lesson to learn by the Heat. Not let's hire a Heat assistant and try to build Heat culture in Milwaukee. I don't know if that's doable. The Bucks have to build Bucks culture. I thought Bucks culture was better than we saw last, you know, series a couple weeks ago. 608-796-2558. I want to take a five-minute break, come back, talk Brewers. It wasn't great over the weekend, and uh, it got worse today. Eric Lauer is now going to miss some time. So that's about 60% of their starting rotation. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Wisco Sports Show back in five minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, lots of breaking news this afternoon. Holy smokes, so much breaking news. The Brewers put Eric Lauer on the 15-day DL, IL, sorry, injured list. That's the more progressive term. We switched a couple of weeks ago. Old habits die hard. The IL, the injured list, with some type of impingement on his non-throwing shoulder. That's cool. For those keeping track at home, that is now 60% of their opening day starting rotation. Hurt. Nice. Talk about the Brewers here in a little bit. I feel like we should pivot. I was planning to talk about the Brewers right now, but we should pivot because the Green Bay Packers have landed the NFL draft in 2025. Not, not this year. 2025. I'm reading Mark Murphy's quote. We are so excited and honored to be able to host the draft in 2025. And when he says we, he says we in the Packers brass, we on the Packers board, and all the Packers owners everywhere. And I share that sentiment. I, we, are excited. What I'm about to say next might be interpreted as hating. I'm not hating. That's not what I'm doing. Although Cone Roller told me about 20 minutes ago that I need to be a little stronger, have some huevos, I believe was his, his language. So I'm I'm going to give you my opinion, but I, I, I want my opinion to be taken as my opinion. This doesn't need to be your opinion. I think it's great that Green Bay is getting the draft. 
It's going to bring a lot of money into town. It's going to be great for the Titletown district and showcase a, a really cool stadium as if they don't shove it down everyone's throat enough on Sunday night football. It's like, oh, the Bears and the Packers again in this cathedral of football. I always, oh, I love it how they shove it down everyone else's throat. Look at, look at how cool Lambeau Field is. If you love sports, you need to come here at least once in your life. They just force feed it to everyone. And as a Packers fan and an owner, I love it. It's going to be great for Green Bay. Mark Murphy, this is from uh, Wes Hockowitz, says hosting the NFL draft will have an economic impact of approximately $94 million for Wisconsin compared to $15 million for a typical home game. Holy smokes. Quote, the benefits of this will not only be immediate, but will be lasting as well. Well, $94 million will last you a long time, so I would expect so. It's great for Green Bay, and you know what? If you want to go to the draft, then by God, you go. Take the whole week off. Drive over to Green Bay and get in there. This is where I'm going to give my opinion. I'm not hating. I'm just giving my opinion. I can't believe that people go to this thing and watch it happen live in person. And if you've gone, that means you love sports and you're down to experience all these different things. Great. And I'm and I'm thrilled for you. I had a couple friends who drove to Kansas City this last, what was it, month? Yeah, about a month ago in April for this last draft. And they had a great time. It looks like they, they hit up a lot of bars and they had Kansas City barbecue and they stood out in that massive field that kind of made it look like a Dave Matthews Band concert, except there was no music. People were just standing there mostly waiting for commercials to be over until the next pick was announced. Again, if you want to go, go. I can't understand why people stand outside for hours to watch this slow-moving event in person. And, hand up, I'll admit, I once stood outside in the rain in Rice Lake to watch Smash Mouth at Aquafest. Have you ever been to Aquafest? Aquafest is a great name because it makes it sound like there's something unique. No, it's just basically a big block party. And yes, Smash Mouth wasn't great, although the hits were real nice. I think the lead singer at one point had to go to the bathroom because he just ran off stage and it's Aquafest in Rice Lake. So the stage is pretty small. I can see him behind. He just ran into his trailer, his camper during the song. Then 30 seconds, 60 seconds later, I don't know, came running back out, grabbed the mic and kept going. I've always wondered. And if I ever have a chance to talk to the lead singer of Smash Mouth for whatever reason, maybe he comes to the Sylvie in Madison or he plays Smash Mouth plays lacrosse center. I don't know. Maybe they come to Riverfest this summer. I would love a chance to ask him why mid-song he just zoop, just ran into his trailer. It was either the bathroom, maybe he needed to fuel up on something. If you catch my drift. I would rather drive to Rice Lake right now from Lacrosse. I drove from my hometown of Menominee, much closer to Rice Lake. I'd rather drive to Lacrosse to watch Smash Mouth again than drive all the way to Green Bay, find a place to stay and stand in what I assume is just going to be a big courtyard or a big field and watch the commissioner read names. It's a great TV product. This year was the first year in a while I actually got to watch the NFL draft because it's a busy time of year. I think last year I ended up going to a concert. I think I was in Chicago for a concert. The night they picked Quay Walker and Devontae White. First round, I was at a concert, and I remember driving back the next morning, and I was listening to a podcast to catch up on all the picks. Yep. So I didn't get to watch it last year. Two years ago, the Eric Stokes draft, I was moving. I was, I was moving that night. It sucked. it sucked so much. I took Friday off. I remember I took Friday off, and I was going to move Friday. I also had a COVID shot somewhere in there, so I was, like, planning you're going to feel like crap 
and you need to move. So just take Friday off, Grant. You have the vacation days. Just take Friday, get moved. And then on Thursday, that Aaron Rodgers story broke. And I told my boss on Thursday, he's like, if Rodgers gets traded and I, I can't take tomorrow off, I'm going to, I will come in and do the show. I don't know what I'm going to do with all my stuff. I don't know if I'm going to move. I'm probably going to feel like death because of this COVID shot. Again, this is a very complicated 48 hours. I didn't get to watch the draft. This year, I actually got to sit down and watch it. It's a great TV product. There's a lot of great TV products that aren't necessarily great in person. College football games, for example. Camp Randall is cool, and the pageantry is cool. The media timeouts are long, and the seats aren't big. My, and I'm not a big guy. I'm, I'm skinny. I don't take up a lot of room, and I'm like kind of squished squished in there and you sober up quick once you get in there and you're surrounded by that many people you sober up really quick 608-796-2558 daniel is in madison what's going on daniel welcome what's up grant were you at the smash mouth concert in rice lake please tell me that's why you're calling no that would have been funny i was actually one of the reasons kind of why i'm calling though okay um so this upcoming weekend is brock fest in madison Mm -hmm. you didn't know that I didn't. Um, and Smash Mouth has played Broadfest like six times in the last 20 years. So I have, uh, uh, I've, seen... I've, I've also heard that they've played, what is it, in Fond du Lac? They have like walleye days or something. They've been there a bunch too. They get around the state of Wisconsin. They must love it here. They do. And we had like Shrek Fest or something too that they played at too <laughs> uh, that, in I, Madison. That's so funny. They, it was called but, Shrek uh, Fest? I want to look this up. Uh, something like that. Fest but I know, no way. I was there and I felt very out of place because I wasn't wearing green makeup. <laughs> well, you've been to Shrek Fest. Would you go to the NFL draft? You're in Madison. Would you make the drive over and experience it and watch it in person? Uh, not in a million years. It, it, it seems like such a waste of time, honestly. It, again, it I, takes what? Yeah. Three hours for one round? Oof. And a lot of it's commercials. <laughs> It's like, like yeah. what, what, is, what is the experience that you're getting? Do they put the TV broadcast up on the screen for you to watch, like, in between picks? Because otherwise all you're seeing is the commissioner come out and read the name, and that's it. It's like a graduation, except, we're, well, probably not as bad. Graduations suck. Not that I had one. Yeah, the pandemic did. took that for me, too. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, every event is better in person, so it's probably not as boring or slowly paced as it is on TV. Okay. But I, I, I don't know. I can't – I don't think I could justify spending 48 hours just because it's happening in my state, you know? Yeah. Like, as, a, as an esteemed Packers owner, I am all for it, and I'm happy <laughs> with the revenue and everything. But, oh, yeah, yeah I, I will not be in attendance. Well, it's, it's going to look great on the end-of-the-year report, and, man, that owner's meeting is going to go hard. There's a lot of cash going to be coming in. That's going to be a great owner's meeting, and we're going to be proud of, of what we're doing fiscally. Don't get me wrong. I just don't need to go. And if you're about experiences and you want to see everything and experience everything, go. Like, I'm not hating you, but I, I watched the draft in Kansas City, and my thought was, imagine the NFL. They're, they're you know, in their offices in New York watching this, and I, I guarantee what they're saying. They're sitting in a meeting room saying, can you believe all these suckers drove all the way to Kansas City to stand out in that field? Like, how how good does the NFL have it? They, they could have any random event, and people are going to pay for it and go to it. It's a great thing the NFL has going. I do think, though, that they'll get more people than they normally would just because it's an iconic stadium and it wouldn't cost what it does to go to a Packer game. You know, sure. So uh, at okay. least, at least maybe. 
April yeah. April we weather get, could be a little. We don't really know yeah, what we're in dicey. for. Well, we've got we've got a Crazy Legs 8K that happens at the end of April every year. I think it's almost the same weekend as the draft, mm-hmm. and every year it's like 45 and rainy. So I don't know. I'd rather do it in the middle of the winter. Everyone could wear their Carhartts. That would be kind of cool. That would be more representative of of Green Bay as a football town, but. Then you'd have to move the draft. They're already making concessions to come do it in small town Green Bay. Probably too much to ask them to move it. Well, you know, small town Green Bay, all the people are going to be showing up in their beer bellies. No, no shirts. Peter Bukowski is is probably crafting a tweet right now to talk about Aaron Rodgers says people come to Green Bay to play with him. and, And yet he's gone. But now the draft is coming here tonight on Locked on Packers. That's what we're discussing. He's such a hater. Oh, my God. Is well, I'm, I'm, I'm hating on going to watch a draft in person, but at least that's not personal. Uh, he hates on everything for for seemingly no reason, Packers related. I I, I still can't figure out what Wisconsin did to him. I don't but. know either. I don't know, Daniel. We'll get to the bottom of it someday. Appreciate the call. I got to take a break. Yep, of course. Daniel in Madison, appreciate you, friend, and thank you for your commentary on Shrek Fest. Oh, yeah, we love Smash Mouth in this state. Walleye Days, Aquafest, playing in Madison a couple of times. I'm surprised they haven't played in Mifflin. Actually seems like they're kind of, kind of crowd, just just trashed front yards. That seems that seems their speed. Oh, respect. Do respect to Smash Mouth. I've driven more than one hour to see Smash Mouth. I would never drive more than 15 minutes to watch the NFL draft, so I guess who's the real winner here? Three minutes, we'll come back, wrap up hour number one of the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, my name is Grant Bills. Uh, Rob Domofsky being a wet blanket on Twitter right now makes me laugh. He's a... Uh, He's tweeting his concerns right now. He's like, I have my concerns. Uh, hotel rooms and uh, restaurants. Blah, 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 blah. Of course. Of course there are concerns. Green Bay is... I say this respectfully to Green Bay. Green Bay is not it. <laughs> like, you guys got Lambo. You got Tidal Town up there. And you have Lake Michigan, which is a fine lake. I'm not ripping Lake Michigan. It's, it's fine. It's a run-of-the-mill lake as far as Great Lakes go. It's no Lake Superior, but at least it's not Lake Huron. Okay, respectfully to Lake Huron. All these lakes are better than Lake Erie. So I guess you have that going for you in Green Bay. You're not Cleveland or whatever cities are on Lake Erie. I don't have a map in front of me. As far as events in this state go, I was thinking about this over the break. Cities that host big events, right? Like in Lacrosse, we host a lot of stuff in Lacrosse. You want to talk about hosting? Mark Murphy should call Mitch Reynolds the mayor of Lacrosse because we know how to host an event. For a lot of people, like no other town. We got Oktoberfest in the fall. Ask Bill Michaels. Bill Michaels has been here the last two years. I think we've been hospitable to Bill. Get him a nice room. Make him comfy in our studios. Take him down to the fest grounds. Get him on the dance floor. Get him a big uh, mug of Hefeweizen. Take him over to his spot at Buzzard Billy's. We know how to host an event. State track is coming up. State track, I can't explain this to you. If you've never been to state track or if you've never been to lacrosse, state track in lacrosse is the most kick-ass weekend And this is very personal to me. 
because that's when all the local media, local TV, and local print comes to town to cover high school kids, and it's a blast. It's so fun, but town is in shambles for like three days because every hotel room, every Airbnb, from Trempolo to Coon Valley is packed to the gills. Every restaurant is full. I'm serious. Green Bay could reach out to lacrosse, learn a thing or two about hosting an insanely large event. And Green Bay, again, Green Bay's fine. Green Bay's fine. I, I like going to Green Bay every couple of years just to go to Lambeau, pay my dues, pay my respects. But I can't imagine, like, people who go to multiple games a year, unless you live close, like, unless you live in Milwaukee or, like, I think Green Bay, or Green Bay and Madison, obviously, a little bit closer. I've been on the western side of the state my entire life. But Green Bay's a hike. And if you want to go watch the draft, more power to you. I'm not ripping on you. I just, I, I watched that draft in Kansas City and I'm like, huh. The NFL really has, they've, they've really done it. They have stacked up thousands of people in a field in Kansas City to watch a man in a suit read names. I mean, we, we've done it. Like Roger Goodell and the NFL created a business so good. It doesn't even matter what they do. People will pay to consume whatever they put out. Like, like anything. Anything the NFL does, people will show up and pay for, which is incredible. And that's all I could think about while watching the draft in Kansas City. And I'd like to think that somewhere in New York, in the NFL's headquarters, there was a boardroom of people. You know, the people who were important, but not important enough to go to the draft. They got to stay back and hold down the fort. There was a boardroom of important people, and they were all sitting there like, can you imagine? Look at these suckers. They're paying us money to stand out in the field. Oh, my God. Like, I, I think that's awesome. Now, I'm not going to go stand in a field and watch the commissioner read names, but by all means, if it gets you a trip to Green Bay to go to Titletown and have fun, and you're an experienced person, you like going to events and experiencing things, go off. Have fun. It's just wild to me that that many people show up to, again, watch a man in a suit read names. Basically all it is. Go to it. Have fun. Teach their own. I'm not hating. Let's take a two-minute break. Come back. Talk Brewers. Wisco Sports Show. So regardless, whether we're at home or on the road, it's going to be a battle. You know, they're a really good team. They're a well-coached team. They're not going to lay down. So, you know, we got to come in and handle business on Tuesday. Yeah, clearly, you didn't watch the game tonight. <laughs> this is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. Joining the show, a uh, clean join at 5 o'clock, and you haven't heard anything yet. The Packers are going to host the draft in 2025. News just broke within the last half hour or so. And, again, it's great. It's great for Green Bay. It's great for the Packers. And if you want to go, awesome. Have a great time. I've just been pointing out that it's insane that the NFL can get thousands of people to pay to stand in the middle of a field and watch someone read names, especially in Green Bay. It's not exactly a big city. There's not a lot to do. And trust me, I know I'm in a glass house in lacrosse. I'm not going to throw stones. I might a little bit. Bobby Potus tweets in. He says, the field in the middle of the city and by the great World War I museum, to be fair. And I, and I, I say this somewhat jokingly. Does Green Bay have one of those parks that has the tank in it? Because you, you go to small towns throughout Wisconsin, and I'm sure this is probably the case countrywide. Why do small towns always have 
the park, there's always a pond and there's a tank. And I don't know what happened when the wars ended. Did they have a surplus of tanks and they're like, we're just going to give them to small towns for their park. You can't climb on it. They all have signs to say you can't climb. I'm thinking of towns like like Mondovi. I remember we used to have track meets in Mondovi. And I'm pretty sure Mondovi, Mondovi's one of those towns got a small park with a, with a tank in it. Mondovi, Kadat. Kadat is the punching bag of the show. We should stop. I always reference Kadat as just that small random town. I, I should rotate. But Green Bay probably has a park with a tank in it. I think Lacrosse does too. I think there's one on French Island. But that, you know, that's a boat landing. That's, that's, that's different. We didn't build our entire town around it. I'm 100% serious, and I just tweeted this at Wisco Grant. The Green Bay people should reach out to the lacrosse people because there is not a city in this state that knows how to go over capacity for big events quite like lacrosse does. And if you're listening in Madison, you're like, what about bunch of football games? We do, Yeah, but Madison's actually big. Like, Madison, for the most part, actually has the infrastructure for those big events. Lacrosse is not. And once a year, it, it, it turns into, like, if you've been Oktoberfest in lacrosse, it's nuts how many people are here. Or state track in a couple of weeks. Bananas. And it's so much fun. And the city, for the most part, is, is trashed. And you can't really use your phone because there's too many people in one spot. But God, is it fun. And, and lacrosse just does a great job. So the Green Bay people should reach out to the lacrosse people. The East Coasters to the West Coasters. Green Bay could learn something from Wisconsin's West Coast from lacrosse. 608-796-2558. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills, and I hope you're having an awesome night. We're going to talk Brewers at some point. Should we do that now? We're talking Packers. Let's just stick with the Packers. OTAs start this week, right? I'm sure we'll get Mike Clemens at some point. The latest in what's going on in Green Bay. Michael, get down there, start asking some questions, poking around, and He'll give us a read. He'll give us the vibe. Lots of things will be different this year without Aaron Rodgers because everything that's happened at OTAs, especially the last couple of years, has been built around Aaron Rodgers, right? And on the show here, we're going to have to find something to talk about that's different than should Aaron Rodgers be there? Like We've done that topic how many years in a row? Never gets old. We, we can still debate it. Should Aaron Rodgers be at OTAs? 608-796-2558. And then when the preseason starts... Should Aaron Rodgers play in the preseason? If so, how much? Well, if he's only going to play a quarter, well, why play him at all? Why risk it? You know, these stupid debates that you can just write in on your calendar because we do them every year. We're not going to be able to do that OTA debate this year because he's not on the team. In all seriousness, like, what are we? What are we going to focus on? What are we going to talk about? This is going to be weird. This is going to be new and different. I made a little list today of things that I'm going to be paying attention to. At OTAs. This is not comprehensive. This is not exhaustive. There's other things that we can watch for, and it's in no particular order. I just wrote, wrote down a list of things. Uh, I think I have one, two, three, four, five. I have five. And again, they're not ranked in order at all. Number one, vibes. I'm going to be watching the vibes because the last couple of years has been about Rogers showing up in an outfit, him and Bakhtiari on the golf cart, Mercedes Lewis, right? Kind of one last ride. You know, I don't know how many of these training camps I'm going to have left. I don't know how many of those OTAs I'm going to have left. You know, this and that. It's 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 final. You can see the horizon, or as Rogers once said, he's on the back nine of his career. I'm interested to see which members of this Packers team become front-facing, charismatic Packers. Right? Who are the new faces of the team? Jair, Christian Watson, Rashawn Gary, a rookie, 
Right? I, I want to know who the vocal leaders are going to be. And for as long as I can remember the last couple of years, this team has lacked an emotional rah-rah leader. We've always said that about Rodgers. Well, he leads by example. He leads quietly. There's so many different types of leaders. Yeah, but, you know, I watched the Chiefs or I, I watched the Eagles or the Patriots. They had rah-rah guys. We need a rah-rah guy. So who's going to be that guy? And how is that guy going to walk the line between, you know, being Jimmy Butler and being Grant Williams? There's a, big, there's a big difference between the rah-rah guy and the guy who's really annoying that nobody likes. So I'm going to just pay attention to which players are we hearing from. Right? Who are the main voices of this team now that Rodgers and, and Mercedes Lewis and Lazard and some of those standards are gone? There's a void. Who's going to fill that void? Let's talk to Ed Madison, 608-796-2558. What's going on, Ed? I got some uh, breaking news, unless you already broke it. Uh, I'm going to pretend that I, I don't know what it is, so let's just assume it's breaking news. Go ahead, hit me. It is. The Packers are going to be hosting the 2025 NFL Draft. We did. Uh, we have talked about that a little bit, but I haven't talked about it with you, Ed. Is that something you'd be interested well, in going to? Yes. Interesting. I'm going to book my hotel here as soon as I can, and I'm taking one of my friends. Um, I, I work with people that are uh, have uh, autism. Okay. Um, case I case manage people with disabilities, and I have a gentleman. He's um, a huge, huge Packer fan. I promised him I would take him, and that will be my. I'm going to keep my promise. And, and I'm really excited because this is something that would make it probably be a lifelong dream of his to be able to go to Lambeau. He has never been there. That's so he'll get stuff. to see it twofold. That's, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Stuff. And I, I think Ed, that sometimes the best way to see Lambeau is actually not on game day. Like go to family yeah. or go do a tour in the summer yeah. where you can walk around and I actually did. take your time. I think that's a great idea. Yes. I took my wife for one of our anniversary trips and uh, she wanted to go and she, she had a blast. They actually... Uh, had a, they did a chant for us, and they they sang happy anniversary to us, and uh, it was awesome. They, they did it up right, man. I was really happy. I was around a bunch of Bear fans. Really? <laughs> yeah. Bear fans, go to Lambeau to go do the tour. <laughs> it was crazy. Bears, Steelers, um, and there was uh, a fifth, yeah, Steelers, Bears fans, and I believe a Giants fan um, in our group. So it was pretty cool. It was actually was like breaking bread with people that you just, you didn't know who they would be, but they were good people. So yeah. it was a good time. That is cool. Um, I would, um, I'm going to just chime in on um, your question. Yeah. Um, who's going to be the voice? I think Gary is going to be a voice of the defense. I'd like that. And and I, I do believe he's going to bring it. Even though he might not play right away, um, but I think he will be the voice. He will be the example. Um, and on offense, I think it's going to be our um, Jones. I think Jones will be the example and the voice. Because right. um, he, he really felt he learned a lot from the silent leader of the team um, called Aaron Rodgers. So um, I think he's going to pick up the baton, and he's going to take it actually further, and I, and I think for more touchdowns too. I think he's going to be catching the ball a lot more and getting the ball more. And I, I believe those are going to be – two very loud voices in that locker room so that's my take so i, I want to talk about the gary thing and then i'm going to read you one piece of breaking news before i let you go so the, the gary thing i want the vocal rah-rah leader of the defense to be a lineman or a linebacker a big guy a big physical guy yeah and i know this mm -hmm. is dumb bear with me i don't think jair can be the the vocal leader because all corners talk a lot all all corners talk. Yep. so i if jair gets I in the huddle eh, 
for Sean Gary, you know, Preston Smith, those are big guys. It's not that yep. you can't listen to a smaller guy, but I, I, I want a guy up front, right, in the mix and going after the quarterback. So if, if Rashawn Gary could be that type of leader, I would love that. And, and I want a guy up front. Kenny Clark doesn't seem like he's that guy, although maybe that's a role he steps into this year. A little bit of breaking news, Ed. Super Bowl 60 will be held in Santa Clara, California at Levi's Stadium, February 8th, 2026. It's going to be in California. I hate that because I think Super Bowl should be played under the lights. And remember the last time I think they played one in California, it was the the last one I remember was Broncos Panthers. And it was weird because it was sunny outside and it felt wrong. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I believe... I don't like dome games, and I like them on. I like them at night. Yeah. Um. Out in the it, with some elements too. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I like the elements, and um, I go. I hearken back to when the Badgers went to the Rose Bowl way back in the day when they had Bevel, and um, that's way back when you got the scenic look of the um, outside the stadium when the sun's going down and all that stuff. I think that's really cool to be able to go to an atmosphere like that. Um, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not big on domes um, for Super Bowls. It just takes the element of of uh, what we like to watch. Uh, under the lights, yes, but not under a dome, no. And not during the day. Like yeah, that. it makes sense. I like it to be crisp. Oh, man. Crisp night air. Yeah, crisp. Yeah, 10-4, for sure. <laughs> well, brother, you be safe. Come to Madison. I, I will. I, I wish I could be at the golf outing, but I have a wedding. So I'm gonna. But it looks like they're doing another one. They're doing an outing later in the summer. So I'll, I'll for sure be at that one. Yeah. You and I and Gasford can get together, commiserate over a cold one. We need to throw some weight around, Gasper said. So I am. Well, yeah, that's what he says. We can commiserate over a cold one. I know he'll be down with that. Oh yeah. Well, Gasper and I were UWL Eagles. We just, you know, we. I know you were. Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you could you could reminisce and go back in time. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate your call. I'll go. All right, see you, bro. Yeah. Bye. Ed taking uh, Ed taking some friends. That's going to be a really cool experience for them. And I look, I don't go to Green Bay very often. I go to a game every couple of years. I never stay overnight. I'm in and out. It's just I want to go to Lambeau. Remember how cool it is. Appreciate the building and the stadium. Kind of pay my dues, and then not do it again for a couple of years. So I have a chance to miss it. It's a long drive, okay? Like, there's a lot of things that I love, but if I had to drive three hours to do it, I would love it less. And that's the case of the Packer game. I understand that's my fault. I live on the western side of the state. Don't chastise me for this take, okay? I'm, I'm right for me. I only go every couple of years, but I, I would say that if you want to see Lambo for the first time and you want to experience it, you actually want to be able to see as much as you can see and explore and kind of take your time and go slow... Don't go during a game. Go for family night or go for a stadium tour in the summer right? because you can actually have space to move and to breathe and think and you can see some cool things and you can appreciate it and then come back for a game. But a game is so hectic. And when you're outside, especially when it's cold, you feel like you're in an ice fishing tournament more than anything because everyone's bundled up and there's tents just like there's ice shacks everywhere. It feels like an ice fishing tournament, which is still cool. I love ice fishing tournaments. They're a blast. Ooh, ooh, people agree with me. Let's go. I tweeted uh, 10 minutes ago. I said, I'm 100% serious. The Green the Green Bay people should reach out to the lacrosse people. No one in the state knows how to go over capacity for big events like lacrosse. Uh, and one of my college buddies 
who now writes for the Toronto Leader, says, as someone who lived in both cities for multiple years, Grant is correct. Yes, I am. I get a text here from Duck regarding the draft coming to Green Bay, and he, he says, he says, boy, it's a toss-up for me. Green Bay in 2025 or Taylor Swift? Yeah, I, I wish those. My options would be like pay rent for the next two months or see Taylor Swift. Like have money in case your car all of a sudden goes out or Taylor Swift. Go to Walmart this week to buy groceries to eat or go to Taylor Swift. Those are my options, duck. So we're talking a little bit about the draft coming to Green Bay, talking a little bit about OTAs, and without Rodgers, we got to think of something else to talk about other than should Aaron Rodgers be at OTAs? So I'm looking for vibes. Who who are the the vocal guys going to be? Who's going to kind of step up and be a face of the team and a voice for the team? I hope it's a couple different guys. I don't want that all to fall on one player. I'm going to be watching the center position. This list is in no particular order, just things I scratched down. Josh Myers is not a lock. I think a lot of Packers fans have penciled him in. Don't. Sean Ryan, according to Luke Buckus, their offensive line coach, is going to get snaps at center. I just think a lot of Packers fans have assumed that Myers is the guy. Oh, he's not that bad. Well, yeah, but he's not that great. He's well below average. So I'm going to watch that center position, especially because they have a couple surplus offensive linemen. I want to watch how they're going to get a pass rush other than Rashawn Gary, right? We know what Preston Smith is. He's as much of a given as you can have in the sport of football. But then Kingsley and Igbari, Jonathan Garvin, Justin Hollins, Tony from Texas's guy, right? Kenny Clark maybe plays some D-end if Devontae Wyatt's on the field. How can they use the other guy? How can they drum up some utility from that group? That's going to be something I'm paying attention to, too. If there's something you're watching for OTAs, you got a comment on the draft coming to Green Bay. We haven't even talked about the Brewers yet. If you want to join in, and talk Brewers, we can do that as well. Richie's in Eau Claire, 608-796-2558. What's going on, Richie? So I'm, I'm actually really glad to hear that you are that you have no intentions of going to the draft because that'll leave a few more $12 beers for me. Nice. You're going to get over there? You want to be a part of that? Oh, heck yeah. So my uh, Dan up here in Eau Claire, like he, he and my friend Brandon went to the Chicago draft. Brandon Bird I was still of the Chippewa Herald? Yeah. I like Brandon. That's the guy. Yes, That's the work. guy. Yeah, he's 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 one of my best friends from high school. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, so so uh, they went to that one. I think I was still living in Alaska at the time, and then I came back. And you know, last year when they announced what I think they said it's going to be in Detroit or something next. I don't know, but yeah, and I was like, oh no, no Green Bay. But uh, for I believe it was during um, uh, spring training. I don't remember exactly which Packer practice type event it was but dan rented one of the airbnbs over in green bay and he hosted his show from over there yeah and it was a you know it was a whole house and he was just like hey there's like eight areas here for people so anybody that listens to the show wants to come over to green bay and crash with me that's Um, cool and he already like he'd already talked about the fact that if the draft gets over there he fully intends to do that again so as long as uh the house doesn't fill up too quickly and I'm able to sort of pull that off. I will absolutely be over there because this is something that, uh, back to the days when I was in early high school, uh, some of Brandon and my friends, we would host a draft party every single year when it was back on Saturdays and Sundays. So we would all go to one person's house. We'd all bring like a potluck, uh, pancake breakfast style deal. Oh. Uh, and we'd all watch the draft and then, you know, rounds four or five, six, we'd be out in the front yard p- playing a pickup game of football. So nostalgia is definitely a part of the draft for me, but I have every intention of going to that well, draft if I can. Well, look, 
Richie, if it's renting a house with your boys and crushing beers all weekend, well, I'll do that anywhere. I'll drive to the middle of South Dakota to do that. Like, I, I'm always down to do that with buddies. So that sounds super fun. Like, going to the event, bumming around Titletown, uh, it would be fun. And again, teach their own. I wanted to be very clear when I first brought this up and I gave my take on it. Like, if you want to go do that, that's awesome. That's great. Like, to each their own. Like, I hate people who hate on other people for doing things. Like, we all do our own things. It's just, I don't know. I'll leave those $12 beers for you and, and Dan Casper, and I'll listen to his show because he does a good job breaking down Packers stuff, and that's cool that you guys are going to get to go. You'll have to send pictures and stuff. Yeah. What is it, two years? Oh, yeah. Ago? I mean, if I, if I, if I manage to... Right. Well, and see, and see, the only thing with that is, you know, I, don't, I graduate nursing school next spring, and then we'll be moving to Madison right after that. So, I, you know, I just was going to ask you, you know, professionally, is it is it acceptable to put in a request off during your interview for a year later? Hey, I think you always put all your cards on the table, brother. I, I think that's I think that's right. how it should work. I think you just you lay it Excellent. on the table. You say, hey, I want this job. Uh, but here's some things that I we got to clear up. I think that's a good thing. Maybe there are people listening right now who are saying absolutely don't do that. I ask around, you know, ask, ask people from all fields and all levels of the professional world. Don't just, don't just take my advice, but Hey, I think it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for any, for any people that work in hospitals, HR and the hospitals in the Madison area that are listening right now, you know, I'll be coming down there. I'll be putting in some applications next spring. So, you know, just, just know that I'm going to need the NFL draft (laughs) off in 2025. Are you sad about leaving the Chippewa Valley before too long? Uh, Wow. (laughs) <laughs> Come on. As someone who I'll miss, you know, I'll miss my guys like Dan and Brandon, you know. But yeah. you know, Madison's not that far away, and like we've already, I've already told all of them. Like I actually just, I just was with Brandon over the weekend. Um, you know, we were talking about uh, they'll have a place to crash at our house, and then you know, we're only an hour away from Amfam Field. Then so that uh, what is it, the twenty game pack or whatever? You, you better expect me to be at uh, more Brewer games. Yeah, I was gonna say that'll be good for you because then you can go to more brewer games and you can go to the draft which i'm looking forward to i forgot that it's in 2025 i got a little bit out of my skis we got uh we got time to plan for this i gotta take a break richie i am just beyond happy you, that you called in and i'm glad that there are people who want to go so they can present that side of it because i can't absolutely yeah, i don't i'm not gonna i'm not gonna drag anybody there that doesn't want to go because i totally get your point but you, like i said you, you bet if i can if i can pull it off i'll be there have a good one richie nice to hear from you you too. You too. Go Brewers. Let's have a good week. Let's have a good series here against the Astros. I'm a little worried. Eric Lauer went on the injured list. That's basically their whole starting rotation. Corbin Burns is left. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock, 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 knock. Holy smokes. Knock on wood. 608-796-2558. Text and call. Twitter at Wisco Grant. A little bit more about the Packers. A little bit about the Brewers. And before the show is over, a real treat, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I have planned... The perfect Wisconsin road trip for you to do on a Packer game day this fall. I've done all the legwork. I've done all the organization. I've created your roadmap. I'll explain exactly what I'm talking about. I put a lot of work into this today. Wasted a lot of time, I guess, is the more accurate way to say this. Wisco Sports Show, back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. My name is Grant Bills. Appreciate you hanging out. I designed the perfect...
Packers road trip. Going to share that with you in about 20 minutes. I have a list of things that I'm paying attention to at OTAs this year. Because the last couple of years, we've basically just been able to say, oh, should Rodgers be here? Yes or no? 608-79. And we could debate that for hours until we're blue in the face. This year, it's going to be new. So I have a list, six or seven things that I'm going to be looking for. You can tell me what you're excited to look for, excited to pay attention to. Mike Clements, out of nowhere, has given us a call. We got to talk draft. This is big news for the Packers, Mike. Welcome to the show. Appreciate you being here. It's huge news, uh, and it's an accomplishment for Mark Murphy uh, since he's been the Packers president and CEO since 2008, Grant. Uh, Now, here's the thing. You know, when you're on Mark Murphy and fans recognize him, they come up and they say, hey, you know, New York got a Super Bowl. Lambeau Field, we love that field. It's it's one of the best facilities in the league. Why can't they play the Super Bowl there? And I've, I've heard Mark explain this. 30 times, I've got the reason down. He goes, okay, now look. First of all, like we do on the Bill Michaels show, the Super Bowl is the NFL's convention. Mm-hmm. And so, you you know, with the sponsors, not only the season ticket holders, the, the, the fans of whatever teams are going to be in there, Corp. but there, there's former players that come in all that. They see, Mark Murray says the NFL requires you have 100,000 hotel rooms within a 50-mile radius of the game day stadium. Fox River Valley in Green Bay has 25,000 hotel rooms. Yeah. And he said, we don't need any more hotels <laughs> in the Green Bay area. I mean, we just don't have anything between the EEA fly-in and Oshkosh, the, you know, the dozen or so games that they play at Lambeau Field, uh, truck and tractor pulls at the rest center. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, you know, that would be a waste of time to, to ever match that. He said, but he's always said, I think we could get a draft. Now, Kansas City says, and I was reading the papers after it was over with, they think that they drew as many as 300,000 people to Kansas City. So, listen, fans, if that's what they want to do, if that's how they want to spend their money, God bless them for it, because uh, Green Bay and Wisconsin will obviously will benefit we'll from that. It. With the hotels, and but, but really, I, every year... I watch this because people say to me, Grant, hey, so are you going to the draft? you going to cover it? Yeah, in Green Bay. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm right there. I cover the Packers for our listeners, and I want to be there and hear what Gutekinds has to say or, or, or LaFleur. What, you know, why did you make this pick? And then they'll bring us those players. You know, years ago they t- thought about sending me to – Radio City Music Hall in New York when they did that. And that turned out to be, you know, a mess because, okay, there's 20 players maybe at best that are there in the pool waiting to be picked. Maybe you can get a quick one-on-one interview with them. Basically, you're watching this big TV show. If you cover a team, the action is where the team is. So that's, that's my take on the draft. So there's a couple things I want to ask you. First, because you so specifically mentioned it, I, I want to point out, I wouldn't spend money to go to the draft. I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but all I thought when I was watching the draft in Kansas City last month is I can't believe the NFL gets that many people to pay money to stand outside and watch that. And if you want to go do that with your friends, have a blast. It's it's amazing to me that the NFL has that much draw and that much power that they can essentially fill a, a field of people in Kansas City to stand there and watch someone read off names. That's That speaks to well, the power of the league. According to some friends of mine that have been there 
and take selfies and they're standing there, you see the stage, <laughs> the access is free. Really? That part is free. So when you see these stages, you know, in Chicago or now the one that really looked good was Nashville. Mm-hmm. I mean, that really looked that cool. cool when they had it set up down there in the middle of the streets, you know, where all the bars and, and the, the live music is and as a TV backdrop, you know, and a hundred thousand people standing on the street, having a beer and listening for names. To re- that looked really fun. But some of these other ones, man, where they set it up in the city square and it's a big stage, I just like, you know, and, and I mean, these are the, the most loyal fans. These mm-hmm. people are fanatics. They, they come there in their costumes and they stand out there for 12 hours, and when their team's name is called off, they yell and scream. They go nuts. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And you and you might see the player in person at the moment he gets to hug Goodell and, and maybe hold up a jersey. But, I, you know, I <laughs> I don't get – hey, but, you know, it's a big party. People are drinking. People come from all over the country. So there's, there's a lot to see and do that way. And it, listen, listen. It's Lambeau Field, mm-hmm. and so the access to that with something special happening in the air, you know, people go to that place just like they go to Wrigley for baseball. It's, I mean, it's an iconic location in, a, in the country, and that's why Goodell eventually said, you know, today, all right, listen, you know, the title town thing, the new hotels that are in Green Bay, some that are still being built that will be finished by then, uh, the Rush Center, which has and which has been completely rejuvenate us right across the street. They'll utilize that and the streets in there. Now the league sees the potential to do the staging and, and to set the backdrop, you know, around the Lambeau field and Titletown area. That'll create the backdrop that they're looking for Rogers TV show, which is basically what it's all about. Yeah. So you mentioned hotel rooms. The Packers have tried to get the draft a couple of times now and they haven't right. They've, they've been, passed over for other towns. So what has changed the last couple of years, and what have the Packers and what has Green Bay had to make happen in order to land this? The NFL does not have a new stadium being built. Oh, That's sure. the other thing. <laughs> there's there's you know? maybe not an overwhelming better option. It's the Packers' turn, right. basically. Yeah. Look at that list from the last five to seven years, and three out of four times, that franchise just got a new stadium. And that was one of the rewards, either an NFL draft or a Super Bowl played in that new stadium. Say, but the, the Super Bowl we're going to cover, this next Super Bowl we're going to cover is where? Las Vegas at mm-hmm. the new Raiders Stadium, you know, in, in Las Vegas. People have wanted that place for forever. You know, I've told the story um, uh, before where, you know, like the Super Bowl 39, I think it was, was in Jacksonville, Florida. And back then, there were more of these guys that wrote columns for daily newspapers. Um, uh, you know, like this one guy out of Chicago that just wrote stuff just to rip things, and, and people liked reading it just because he was so obnoxious. He ripped on the volunteers at Jacksonville. Yeah. He ripped, said the city ill-equipped for it. All this criticism, and it got a bunch of clicks. It got a bunch of... But really, Jay Mariotti, that was his name. We eventually got fired because he was such a... Such a pain in the ass for everybody. Yeah. But um, I, I was there. It's like, what is he talking about? These people could not be nicer. This is an easy city to get around compared to things like New Orleans and some other places. Uh, there's a lot of fan access. The beach is wonderful. It was one of the easiest and best logistically 
and security-wise places that I've ever covered, covered a game. And I was on a network show, and I said to the guy, you know, if, if it's really a pain every year for the Super Bowl to move from city to city, why not put it in a city that can handle conventions better than anyone else? Mm-hmm. And that's Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. And he laughed and he said, the NFL will never, never. put a, a, a Super Bowl in Vegas. And I go, why? That's gambling, man. That's, yeah. that's associated with gambling and the mob and everything like that. Well, look how much the world has changed with online sports betting. Yeah. And, and now the NFL sponsoring those kinds of things. Uh, now, you know, not only is there a team in Vegas, but there's going to be a Super Bowl there as well. So last thing before I let you go, and again, I appreciate you. We're talking with Mike Clements. Real last minute, real impromptu, because the Packers landed the draft. I didn't even know this was going to get announced today. Mike, OTA is getting underway. It's going to be different without Rodgers this year, right? We're going to have a different focus as we watch and as we talk about and, and cover this event. What are you looking forward to? And what's on your list to pay attention to this first year of organized team activities without Aaron Rodgers? I anticipate that there's a lot of guys that are going to come forward and talk about, hopefully, if we can do a good job to say, we have been waiting for this moment. I've been here two or three years. I was drafted two or three years ago, and I've always been thinking of the mindset, Jordan Love is my guy. I've been working out with Jordan in the offseason the last couple of years. And as a matter of fact, you know, Jordan's run all the OTAs the last two years because, you know, Aaron didn't come. So this guy deserves it. We think he's ready, and and we're confident that we can have a winning record. I think I think some guys will will make that prediction. You know, we're a long ways away. Obviously, the biggest thing you want to see is is I'm going to be launching the coaching. I mean, they've put yourself in Matt Lafleur's shoes. I didn't lose just Aaron Rodgers. I lost six veterans with ten years or more experience. Yep. I mean, I'm you know Christian Watson right now. Christian Watson is my most my number one receiver, the leader in that room. And I and I asked Jason Vrabel, the wide receivers coach, at the end of the questions we had with him the other day, he's been with the Bills, he's with been with the Packers, one other team. I said, You ever you ever had a room that was as young as this? He smiled and said, Nope. Nope. Not even close. <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> You didn't have some story to call back to about one time. No, just no, no, we never have. This is going to be an adventure. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's going to be a lot of new stuff. As as I've told you before, in the summer of 2007, I watched that training camp, and there was a 4 and a 12 out there, and I said, you know, we're going to forget about everything I know about these guys. And at the end of that training camp, I said, 12 is the better athlete. Yeah, 12 is faster. The, the ball comes out of the hand fat, quicker and all that. And I knew what four had meant to the franchise for 15, 16 years. He ended up having a great year, 13 and three, and then, you know, moved on to the Jets and the Vikings. But last year when Aaron showed up, he still threw a better ball than Jordan Love in practice. He just does. So that's going to be, that's the difference for me as an observer about this is what this is going to look like. But I, I know one thing's for sure. The, the speed of the, the backfield should be better. You know, you've got a quarterback with more legs, with a fresher attitude. And I'm assuming you've got a guy who is going to be with the rest of the team. We're going to run the play that got called, you know, in my headset. Sure. And, and not three different adjustments at the line. 
And we'll see how that works out. Maybe a cleaner process. It'll be exciting. It'll be new. And I'm entertained to see where it goes. I'm excited to see where it goes. Thank you, Mike Clements. Appreciate you. Cool to talk draft. Thank you, Grant. Mike Clements on Twitter, at Mike Clements NFL. We'll talk to him more soon, I'm sure, at some point during OTAs. Hear from him when he's in Green Bay and, and seeing some of these things firsthand. Mike was tweeting some pictures. I thought it looked like he was in the Brewers dugout. Is he covering the Brewer game tonight? He's just in the Brewers dugout. He posted a picture of uh, of Craig Council, Kurt Hogue. Our friend Kurt Hogue was right there. I was like, wait, Mike's at the Brewer game. Finally gets an offseason, some time to relax and not cover the Packers. And, of course, he's still journalisming at American Family Field. Let's take a five-minute break, come back. Preview OTAs just a little bit more, and then I have a real treat for you before we wrap up the show at 6 o'clock. Stick around. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. A lot has happened today. From the time that I woke up and I looked in the mirror and I said, Grant, you're going to prep an awesome show. A lot happened this weekend. Go get after it. That's me slapping myself on the butt. Since this morning, so much has happened. The Packers have locked down the draft in 2025. We're talking about that. Eric Lauer's gone on the injured list. Sick. That's so That's so cool that that happened today. That's great. The Brewers were already humming along. Their depth was already playing so well. That's break news. I guess the Super Bowl in 26 is going to be in Santa Clara, which I hate because I don't think the sun should be shining at a Super Bowl. I think it should be dark. I think it should be under the lights. That's that's how it should feel. The game should feel big. If Wisconsin and Iowa gets to be a night game, the Super Bowl of the National Football League should be a night game. Also, now I'm really sad. Because I'm sure you guys have, have heard by now, uh, Ben Kenny is leaving our network. He's moving back to Philly, which is great for him. Like, super happy that he's headed back home and he doesn't have to fly random weekends to go see his family. That would suck. So I'm beyond thrilled for Ben. We're going to miss him on the Bill Michaels show and on Kenny and Heilprin and, and on the morning show. I just realized something, and this is maybe the saddest part for me about Ben leaving, is now that it's been announced that the Packers are getting the draft, hotel discourse has began on Twitter. I see all these NFL people talking about how Green Bay doesn't have the infrastructure, the infrastructure. You know who the Mel Kuyper of infrastructure talk is? Ben Z. Kenny, and we're losing him. The only the only thing that would be better is if somehow airports were involved in this. And I bet at some point, airports will get involved. They'll, they'll be part of it. It won't just be hotel discourse. It will be infrastructure discourse. Ben is the Mel, he's the Mel Kuyper of infrastructure talk. And now hotel discourse is about to become a thing. Just as Ben's leaving town, it's a sick joke. It's a sick joke for those of us who are left here in the state to soldier on. I'm gonna have Ben. I'm gonna have Ben on. See do radio hits. He's gonna be gone for one week. Be like, and joining now, joining us now on the Wisco Sports Show. Uh, I believe he announced uh, he's getting a gig at WIP. He did, so I can say this uh, from WIP. Ben Kenny. Now Ben. You're a bit of an infrastructure expert yourself. Before we get to the airports, let's talk about hotel rooms. Does Green Bay have enough of them? What say you? Hotel discourse starting just as Ben is leaving sucks. Uh, Took some calls throughout this hour that were really good. I kind of said, I don't want to go to a draft, even in Green Bay. I think it's kind of dumb. But those of you that want to go, go off. 
because that's your thing. Don't let someone else tell you what your thing is. I think it was Richie and Eau Claire said, more $12 beers for me. Eau Claire Chris reaches out, said, $12 beers? Looks like I'll be doing massive amounts of OT to get all the Miller Lights. What is OT? Massive amounts of OT. Is that a drug? Overtime? Get all the Miller Lights? Text me back, Eau Claire Chris. I don't know exactly what you mean. Pete and Chip was said, just drove past the old Kadat tank memorial. Oh, my God, he did drive by Kadat. Kadat, Kadat, the city that God forgot. That's what they say. Not me. It's not mean. It's their thing. It's that's, I'm, I love Kadat, personally. I, I think I've only been there once. Uh, Mike in Colorado says, Grant, for decades, I've always wanted to attend the draft. My lacrosse friends and I are already planning a road trip to the draft in 2025. Well, if you're going with thought, look, you and the boys could go rent a shack in Antarctica, and if you bring a lot of beer, you're going to have a great time. Don't act like that's about the draft. Okay, do you, do, you see, do you see where I'm going here? If you just want to get together and rent a house with your friends and crush drinks, 100%, yeah, I'd be down on that. But going to the draft just to go to the draft, eh, 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 teach their own. It's not mine. It's everyone else, sure. Tony's in Texas, 608-796-2558. What's up, Tony? Do not hate on the draft, Grant. It is a good experience. Back in 28, my buddy is friends with Jane Slater from ESPN. Uh, apparently, they live in the same apartment complex. But anyway, she hooked us up with some passes. Had a great time. It's the year they drafted Jair. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was fun, man. See, this is you, Tony. Tony, you just go to things, though. You were at the Final Four. You you just go to sports things. I find it, I find it very a lot of work planning and it's just if i have to put in a lot of work to go travel somewhere i i I don't enjoy it anymore Uh, don't you travel with your grateful dead or fish or something well that's like once a year though like i'm going to wrigley next month to see dead and co yeah i look if i ever get laid off i'm becoming a a roadie of some band i'm just gonna follow a band around for a year but i i'm kind of in too deep with the job and all that i i kind of miss the boat on that well i've seen a lot of haters i've seen this benjamin wergel guy yeah, the, the hotel people are whining that there aren't enough hotel rooms. Well, I always have an inn at the Lodge Kohler, but <laughs> nonetheless, I understand where, where people are coming from. Hey, hey, Grant, I got uh-huh. I got to talk about the Bucks really quick. Yep. My, my dating life is starting to parallel the Bucks. You know, the Bucks got to get a little little bit younger. I thought the same thing. Had had a nice time this weekend. Met a twenty three year old Grant Cone Roller. Thought I couldn't do it. Got got someone actually younger than him. So that's what the Bucks need to do. Yeah, I can't believe it, right? Oh, cheers. Cheers to you. Purdue graduate, too. Talked a little Big Ten hoops. I fell in love quickly. Boilermaker. Interesting. What did she think of Zach Eady? We didn't get that deep into it. Okay. That's second date material. We're, You're right. But, but you were making yeah. a connection with the Bucks before I cut you off. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, the, the Bucks got to get younger, too. They got to get some younger players in there. They can't They can't trot out the same team. I, I, Brooke, Brooke Lopez, I love him. I think he should come back, but, you know, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, there, there's decisions to be made. I, I called it earlier in this process. I said Kenny Atkinson's going to be the guy. I still believe he will be. I'm with you. Nick Nurse, very uh, pretentious, kind of uh, not a people person, and that's why they're probably interviewing the assistant, what, Adrian Branch. So I I think it's going to be Atkinson. I really do. He's, he's done well with the offenses in Brooklyn and in Colton State. He's a pop disciple, uh, good to media. That's my pick. And then the Bucks got to make some moves, get younger. What those moves are, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't I don't know. If it's easier said than done for sure. But NBA teams, there's smart people running these teams. They'll find a way. They'll do their best. I'm interested. Well, we got to gotta stop the pipe dream of, of uh, 
Damian Lillard. I mean, I'm sick of hearing that. And no Lillard is no a fuck team. I'm player. not piping that dream. Don't put that on me, Tony from Texas. I'm not. No one. No one's talking about Lillard <laughs> on this show. But a lot of Bucks. This Bucks fans are a bunch of children. They don't know. They they just joined NBA fandom like two years ago. Yeah, they are. And I also have to say, I got to give you credit. I did not see that Jalen. Brown to the Rockets with Harden, the combo, those two guys going there. I'm starting to see that. It's picking up some heat. I mean, it'd be fun. I just want the Rockets to be fun this year. I got to take a break, Tony. I appreciate you, and good luck asking that 23-year-old about Zach Eady and what Grant, she thinks about potentially yeah, divisions going away, too, if we're talking Big Ten. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Yeah, give me a fist bump somewhere along the line, maybe on Twitter. Anyway, I'll talk to you soon. See it, See you, Tony. I'm not piping that dream. Don't put Damian Lillard on me, Ricky Bobby. All right. We're going to come back. I'll explain what I'm going to tell It's a thing. I'll explain next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Appreciate you. This morning, I was busy on Twitter. Because I went down a rabbit hole while eating breakfast of looking at our team's radio affiliate maps. And if you're on Twitter, I tweeted 839 this morning. The Brewers map, the Bucks map, and the Packers map. I just love looking at radio affiliate maps. So you have the state of Wisconsin and then all the dots where the stations are. I don't know why I love these maps so much. I'm a guy. I like maps. It's a weird thing. Talk to a guy in your life. We love using Google Maps for no reason at all. And I talked with our friend Bart a couple weeks ago. I said, Bart. Every year, you got to pick a game to listen to in the car, start to finish. Like, go up north for the cabin, take the boat out of the water, I don't know, mow the lawn. Like, find a way to listen to a game on the radio. Well, what I have done, if you're interested, is put together the perfect Wisconsin road trip. It's seven hours and 34 minutes long without stops. Goes from Iron River to Madison. And it's the perfect length. A Packers radio broadcast, start to the pregame, End of the post game is eight hours on the dot. Unless there's a delay or something insane happens, it's never going to be quicker than eight hours. So that factors in time to stop. It goes through, and I did the math, 13 counties, 10 different Packers Radio Network affiliates. You see the Namakagan River, the Mississippi River, the Wisconsin River. You hit the, the great hardwoods in the north, the rolling bluffs along the river, and the beautiful Driftless region. You go Iron River, Hayward, Trigo, Rice Lake, down 25 through Ridgeland, Barron, Menominee, straight down 25 through Durand, Nelson, shoot the river down to La Crosse, stay on 14, go through Richland Center, Black Earth, et cetera, et cetera, and that'll take you back to Madison. And I've written down all the affiliates that you'll need. I've written down all that. So this is what you do. We're going to pick a weekend this fall, and we're going to get it on the books where we go up north, somewhere up north. And this is the road trip to come back. And if you live somewhere other than Madison, I'm going to make other road trips. Because this is something I really want to do this fall. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. And I'm going to straight up do a radio day where I drive back from up north. And I listen to the Packers broadcast start to finish. I'm going to put these pictures on our Facebook page as well. The Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on Facebook. So if you're not on Twitter, you can be a part of this. I spent about 45 minutes putting this together today. So as we start to feel a little bit closer to Packers season with OTAs, and now we're talking about the draft, and we're going to see Jordan Love out there, like it's going to start getting hot and heavy. So I want to plan a weekend. I'm going to go up north to Lake Superior, and I'm going to quite literally be from the lakefront to the riverfront. I'm going to pull the Bill Michaels. I'm going to start 
up in Port Wing, and I'm going to shoot down to the Mississippi River, and I'm going to pull the Bill Michaels within about five hours from the lakefront to the riverfront. It's going to be great. So go look at these pictures on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. The Facebook page is The Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills. The Brewers, they're starting rotations just in better shape every day. Now Eric Lauer's down for two weeks. At least they're not playing a great team this week. Oh, they're playing the Astros, reigning world champs. Cool. We'll talk about the Brewers tomorrow. Hopefully they'll give us something positive tonight to discuss. Have an awesome night. Enjoy Lakers Nuggets. Talk to you tomorrow at 4.